Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, October 24th, and we start with local news. Spring Hill police are investigating a shooting that took place over the weekend. Increased police presence was called to Reuben Road on Sunday after two houses were hit by gunfire. Both houses were occupied at the time, but there were no injuries. Witnesses observed a black Jeep Wrangler leave the scene shortly after hearing gunfire. One possible suspect is described as a black male with dreads wearing tan shorts and a tank top. There is no danger to the public at this time. Columbia Fire and Rescue was dispatched around 1.06 a.m. on Monday, October 23rd, to a residential fire, structure fire, on Bellmead Place. Truck 5 immediately responded and upon arrival found a single-family home engulfed in flames. Fire crews from stations number 1, 2, 3, 5, along with Spring Hill Fire Department, on automatic aid, worked to extinguish the fire. Murray Regional EMS, Columbia Police, and Columbia Power and Water Systems all responded to the scene. Columbia Fire Marshal's office, along with Columbia Police Department, was called to the scene to investigate. The cause of the fire is currently under investigation. A sign advertising free meals is probably the last thing you'd expect when entering a restaurant to dine, but that's the first thing you'll see inside the front door of the Grecian Family Restaurant and Bakery in Spring Hill. The Pay It Forward board's invitation is simple. If you are hungry and have no money, these tickets have been paid in advance. Grab a ticket and enjoy. So many people are hungry, owner Anastasia Sasa Georgolos said, So many people are living out of their cars, and it can happen so fast. Overnight, we could all be without, she said. There are no fewer than three other collection boxes around the sign, a coin jar for breast cancer, a cash box for a mother and daughter in need, and a large bin collecting jars of peanut butter for National Hunger Action Month. It's clear that benevolence is at the heart of the restaurant. Our accountant wishes I wouldn't give so much away, Sasa said, hiding a laugh behind her hand. But we don't do this to get rich. I want to pay my bills and help as many people as I can, she said. From school teams to animal shelters and nonprofits to individual families, Frank and Sasa Georgolos have seven fundraisers scheduled in the month of October alone. Their impact is huge and personal, like for Brianna Shafrin, who lost her first husband when her her children were ages six, three, and one. The restaurant held a fundraiser. And for the six, first six months or so, if I ever stepped foot into Grecian, Frank would make sure the bill was on him and just wanted me and the kids to eat, she said. He's more than a restaurant owner. He's a friend. Emily Weatherby, a soccer mom at Battle Creek Middle School, was tasked with securing food for their team's banquet. Frank was the only place out of five restaurants that I contacted that was happy to help out. And I mean more than happy to, she said. Grecian's largest outreach project of the year is its annual Thanksgiving dinner. Now entering their sixth year as hosts, Frank and Sasa hope to provide more meals than ever. We made exactly 1,577 meals last year, Frank said. I know, because we cooked 65 turkeys, he said. Sasa said last year's celebration was what she'd always hoped for. We filled up the restaurant twice. Everyone was sitting together, making friends and taking pictures. The community came together. 
That's what I wanted, she said. Anyone in need can come to the restaurant and eat for free from 11.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day, November 23rd. Meals ordered by phone or email in advance can be delivered. But they can't do it alone. The price of food has gone up so much, we really need the community's support, Sasa said. To sign up to donate or deliver or volunteer, visit www.restaurantspringhill.com or stop by the restaurant at 2003 Wall Street in Spring Hill. Murray Regional Medical Center will again offer an opportunity to dispose of expired, unused, or unneeded prescription drugs. The Drug Take Back event allows community members to dispose safely and anonymously. The free Drug Take Back event will be held in front of the Murray Regional Medical Center Medical Office Building at 1222 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia on Saturday, October 28th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The event, which will feature a convenient drive through disposal process, will be staffed by members of the Murray Regional Medical Center security team. Staff members will receive items from drivers in their vehicles. The service is free and anonymous with no information required. We are pleased to offer our community members a convenient, anonymous way to safely dispose of unneeded medications, Murray Regional Medical Center Security Director Michael Johnson said. We highly encourage all residents to take advantage of this opportunity to dispose of medications, he said. For multiple safety and health precautions, safely disposing of unused medications is extremely important. Medications should not be flushed down a toilet or tossed in the trash. In addition, medicines that are kept in home cabinets are susceptible to diversion, misuse, and abuse. The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration's National Survey on Drug Use and Health indicates that most misused and abused prescription drugs are obtained from family and friends, including medications taken from home medicine cabinets. Only medications in pill or patch form should be brought to the upcoming event. The site cannot accept liquids, needles, or sharps. Items should be in the original container, if possible. On Monday, October 16th, the Spring Hill Chamber launched its 2023 Think, Shop, Explore Local Passport, presented by Groove Life, encouraging residents to explore the local community and its businesses through November 17th. Residents who collect at least 15 stickers from participating businesses will have a chance to win a grand prize featuring gifts from local businesses worth thousands of dollars. Empowering our community with a local passport program is not just about promoting business, it's about promoting community pride through local discovery, said Rebecca Melton, executive director of the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce. With the opportunity to win a generous grand prize from some of our local businesses, the passport program offers an an exciting way for residents to explore the community's assets and make new connections, she said. Passports are available at all participating businesses in the Spring Hill Welcome Center, located at 5326 Main Street, Suite G in Spring Hill. The Welcome Center will also serve as the official drop-off location for all completed passports. A list of business addresses, a map with directions, grand prize details, and passport rules can be found at www.springhillchamber.com forward slash passport. The local passport includes 33 stops encompassing various local business types and community photo opportunities. This year's community photo opportunities include Spring Hill Public Library, Walnut Street Skate Park, and Cannon Hill. Participants can take photos at these locations and share them on Instagram or Facebook using the hashtag SHPassport23 
or complete the entire passport to earn extra entries in the grand prize drawing. Again, for more information, visit www.springhillchamber.com forward slash passport. JC Ford Fuel Total Systems and GCP Applied Technologies will host 120 advanced manufacturing, mechatronics, and steam engineering students from Murray County Public Schools for a Manufacturing Day event on October 27th. As part of a national effort to showcase the reality of modern manufacturing careers and connect with America's future workforce. During the lunch hour, sponsored by Murray Alliance, a team from Altium Cells will present to the students, and they will have an opportunity to tour the Engineering Systems Technology Program at Columbia State Community College. The three manufacturers were selected to highlight the diverse industry opportunities available in Murray County. J.C. Ford is a leading manufacturer of high-speed corn tortilla production equipment. They also manufacture flour tortilla production lines, tortilla chip production lines, fryers to produce tortilla chips and corn-based snacks, and complete systems for processing corn into masa. Fuel Total Systems, located in the Cherry Glen Industrial Park, manufactures automotive plastic fuel tank systems and related automotive components, focusing on development, design, and manufacturing. GCP Applied Technologies is a leading global provider of specialty construction products technologies, such as Preproof Plus, a waterproofing membrane that protects building infrastructure. The Manufacturing Day events have been coordinated via a collaborative effort between Murray County Public Schools, Columbia State Community College, and Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance. There is an increasing demand for highly skilled professionals in the manufacturing sector who can design, program, and operate technology. Over the next decade, manufacturers will need to fill 4.6 million jobs. Organized by the Manufacturing Institute, the Education and Workforce Partner of the National Association of Manufacturers, MFG Day, which was established in 2012, is designed to introduce young people and others in the community to the thriving manufacturing industry to change perceptions of manufacturing and highlight the high-tech and innovative companies that are solving tomorrow's challenges today. You can find more information by visiting www.mfgday.com. Join Murray Alliance for their next Breakfast with the Mayor event on October 31st at 8 a.m. at Pockets Restaurant on the Square in downtown Columbia. For this session, Murray Alliance is enhancing their quarterly Breakfast with the Mayor event by featuring a City of Columbia panel discussion with Mayor Chaz Mulder, Tourism and Marketing Director Kelly Murphy, and Development Services Director Paul Keltner. Tickets are $25 for members and include breakfast. You can submit a question or topic in advance by emailing them to Nicole Perry at nperry at murrayalliance.com. For more information, visit www.murrayalliance.com. Duck River Jam, a community event intended to raise awareness and funds to fight a proposed landfill along the Duck River, will take place at 1 p.m. on Sunday, November 5th at Cherry Theater at Columbia State Community College. The event, which will feature performances by local musicians as well as a silent auction, is being organized by the Concerned Citizens Group Protect the Duck River. The group has advocated against plans by Louisiana-based Trinity Business Group to build a 1,300-acre trash disposal complex as close as 1,000 feet from the Duck River at a former Monsanto phosphate processing site in Murray County. The property contains multiple Superfund sites and is mandated for EPA rehabilitation because of hazardous waste contamination. 
protect the Duck River was previously involved in successful efforts to convince state lawmakers to pass legislation designating that segment of the Duck River as a Class II scenic river. In April, Governor Bill Lee signed the new law requiring certain water resource projects to be permitted. Trinity Group filed a lawsuit in May appealing the Murray-Marshall Solid Waste Regional Planning Board's rejection of its landfill application. Funds raised at the Duck River Jam will help defray local, I'm sorry, legal fees for opponents of that appeal. The Duck River is the most biologically diverse river in North America, as well as the source of drinking water for more than 300,000 people in this community, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. The Duck River Jam is an opportunity for Middle Tennessee residents to support this precious, fragile resource while enjoying a great day of music and fun, he said. For more information about Duck River Jam or to purchase tickets, please visit www.duckriverjam.com. Columbia State Community College's Office of Workforce and Continuing Education will launch a leadership development program designed to benefit new and emerging leaders to help them develop the necessary skills and a toolkit of resources to help them excel as they move into and grow in their leadership roles. I'm extremely proud to be bringing this program to our communities, said Melody Murphy, Columbia State Workforce and Continuing Education Director. With now hiring posted on almost every storefront, it is becoming harder for employers to find and keep good employees. This program is an excellent opportunity for a company to identify dedicated employees, value and hard work, and build them up through this program for leadership and supervision roles, she said. The Columbia State Leadership for Operational Excellence Program nurtures success and provides participants with the skills and resources for them to excel as leaders within their organizations. Topics covered will include leadership styles, generations and teams, employee engagement and productivity, communication and leading your team, business finance and budgets, presentation skills and networking, as well as delivering outcomes and managing change. Many of us have seen firsthand how promoting internally for these positions based on performance can be problematic, because doing a job and leading others to do a job are very different things that require somewhat different skill sets, Murphy said. This program aims to give participants the necessary leadership skills to be successful leaders, she said. Registration is now open for the program, which consists of eight full-day sessions with two full days conducted back-to-back. Participants should plan to attend all sessions, which will take place at Columbia State's Williamson campus. This program begins in 2024 with the dates of January 11th and 12th, February 8th and 9th, March 7th and 8th, and April 11th and 12th. The cost is $2,995 with lunch and coffee provided. To register, visit www.campusce.net. For more information, you can contact Melody Murphy at mmurphy19 at columbiastate.edu. The City of Columbia is inviting professional artists to submit their qualifications for the creation of public sculpture installations to be permanently displayed outdoors in the Columbia Arts District and in historic downtown Columbia. These public sculptures serve to inspire further development of the arts, culture, and tourism in Columbia. Copies of the solicitation are available at 700 North Garden Street in Columbia or by contacting the purchasing agent at 931-560-1580. Sealed qualifications are due no later than 2 p.m. on Monday, November 6th. 
Columbia State Community College is hosting its 37th annual Celebrating Our American Heritage Lecture Series this fall with presentations sponsored by the Columbia State Department of History designed to illuminate the past and enhance our understanding of the present. On October 30th, Halloween Eve, Dr. Barry Gidcombe, Columbia State Dean of the Humanities and Social Sciences Division and Professor of History, will present Invasion of the Body Snatchers and the Harrison Horror. Gidcombe will reprise his presentation with new material on the odious practice of grave robbing, or body snatching, which was fueled by the founding of medical schools in America in the 19th century and the demand for cadavers to be used for instructional purposes. Among the stolen was the body of a prominent citizen whose, uh, whose father and son were both elected president of the United States. On November 14th, Zach Kinslow, Columbia State alum and executive director of the Governor Frank G. Clement Railroad Hotel Museum in Dixon, Tennessee, will present Welcome, a History of the Quest for United States Citizenship and the American Response. From the founding of the United States to modern-day America, the idea of who could immigrate and obtain citizenship has been a continually contentious debate. Kinslow will present a program detailing the history of U.S. citizenship and its evolution, and sometimes de-evolution, from the formation of the Constitution to modern citizenship laws. The American Heritage Lecture Series are free and open to the public. Each lecture will take place from 4 to 5.15 p.m. in Room 118 of the Frank G. Clement Building on the Columbia campus, located at 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Gary Ronald Willis, 71, retired owner of Columbia Construction and a successful cattleman and farmer, died Tuesday, October 17th at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Willis will be conducted Wednesday at 10 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 4 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. James Ray Stewart, 81, a retired quality control engineer for Union Carbide and a resident of Columbia, died Sunday, October 22nd at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Stewart will be conducted Thursday, October 26th at 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday, October 25th from 4 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia, since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have a mix of clouds and sun today. The high will be 77 degrees with winds out of the south-southeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. 
Tonight, we can expect mostly clear skies and a low near 55. Winds will continue out of the south-southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Your home is your biggest investment. Getting the most for it when it comes time to sell is important. At The Way Realty, we help you get more by providing all our clients with a full-service real estate company. At no extra cost to you, we help you prepare your house to look its best with home staging, landscaping, professional pictures, marketing on all the major websites, touch-up repairs, and home inspection repairs up to $700. Get more with The Way Realty by reaching out to us to see what we can do for you and to find out the market value of your home. 
Visit us today at thewayrealtytn.com. Call us at 931-580-4669 or stop by our showroom at 800 Hatcher Lane, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Residents around the state were jolted on October 21st when the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation sent out a rare blue alert for John Drake Jr., who is wanted for two counts of attempted first-degree murder after allegedly shooting two Laverne police officers. Officers Ashley Bolajak and Gregory Kern were shot inside a Dollar General store while chasing a suspected stolen vehicle. Kern, who was shot in the right groin and right forearm, was released from the hospital October 22nd, a department spokesperson said. Bolajak was shot in the left shoulder and released on October 21st. TBI has been using blue alerts, similar to Amber Alerts, since July 1st of 2011. These alerts are posted on TDOT road signs, lottery displays, and social media platforms, and are sent out to mobile phones using the statewide infrastructure of the existing Amber Alert system. TBI uses blue alerts for the rapid dissemination of information to the public to assist in apprehending violent criminals who kill or seriously injure law enforcement officers in the line of duty, or to aid in locating a missing officer where foul play is involved. Why does TBI send out a blue alert? When TBI receives a request from a law enforcement agency that a death or serious injury of a law enforcement officer has occurred, administrators will ensure that the blue alert criteria has been met, then proceed to issue the alert. Five criteria must be met. A sworn law enforcement officer is killed or sustains life-threatening injuries or is missing in the line of duty under circumstances warranting concern for the officer's safety. The suspect poses an imminent threat to public safety and law enforcement personnel. A description of the offender or vehicle is available for statewide broadcast to the public and law enforcement 911 centers. Prior to activation, if the suspects are identified, the requesting agency will immediately place the suspect in the temporary felon file in the National Crime Information Center, obtain felony warrants as soon as possible, and enter the offender into the NCIC database. The head of any Tennessee law enforcement agency, colonel of the highway patrol, chief, sheriff, or their designee of the investigating law enforcement agency of jurisdiction asks TBI to activate the blue alert system. Blue alert systems currently operate in 37 states, but are not used very frequently. This is the first time Tennessee has used the system this year. One of the most high-profile uses of the alert in Tennessee involves Stephen Wiggins, a suspect in the fatal shooting of a Dixon County Sheriff's Office deputy in May of 2018. Wiggins was located and taken into custody two days later. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. A new celebrity bar has just opened on Broadway in Nashville. The Born to Boogie welcomed guests at 419 Broadway, located between AJ's Good Time Bar and Ernest Tubb Record Shop. Named after Hank William Jr.'s popular song, the Boogie Bar has four levels of entertainment, a rooftop, live music, and drinks. An official ribbon cutting will take place on November 12th. With a recognized style, all our own across all of our diverse big plan holding subsidiaries, including Edge Hill Music Publishing, American Paint, and our family business's philanthropic wing, the Joseph Family Foundation, the Hank Williams Jr. Boogie Bar will reflect our company's continued commitment to delivering uncompromisingly memorable experience, said co-founder of and CEO of Big Plan Holding. Recently, Garth Brooks announced his bar, Friends in Low Places, will open on Friday, November 24th. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM Radio. If you miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.